Welcome to the 2024 Big C Survivor's Guide. This podcast has been sponsored by Life Healthcare in the interest of education, awareness and support. Episode 3, Systemic Treatment, by Dr. Ronwin van Eerden, Sister Claudette Barker and Sister Nompululelo Dwili. Dr. Ronwin van Eerden is a medical oncologist in private practice in Rosebank and an honorary consultant in oncology at the Chris Harney Baraguanath Academic Hospital. She is a member of the Executive Committee for BIGOSA and previously Executive Committee member for SASMO. She is a current Associate Editor of the Journal of Thoracic Oncology. Sister Claudette Barker qualified as a registered nurse in 1997 and has a diploma in midwifery, community and psychiatric nursing. She has worked in oncology for the past 20 years, mainly administrating chemotherapy. She's experienced in case management and clinical trials and is extremely passionate about her patients and strives to educate, show compassion and patience to make their journey easier. Nompulalelo Jiwili is a registered nurse. She achieved her qualification at Netcare Gauteng West College and has experience working in oncology, ICU, high care and paediatrics. She is known as a hard worker willing to assist whenever there's a need and she's built herself a good reputation as a nurse that offers quality care to patients. Systemic therapy refers to cancer treatment that targets the entire body. This includes chemotherapy, targeted therapy, immunotherapy and hormonal blockers. How are each given? Chemotherapy is usually intravenously via a drip or a port. Occasionally, oral chemotherapy in the form of tablets can be used. Targeted therapy usually oral tablets, occasionally intravenously. Immunotherapy, usually intravenously, but subcutaneous, that's under the skin formulations, are being developed. And hormonal blockers, usually oral tablets or three monthly or monthly injections. Preparing for chemotherapy. Each patient has a different attitude and response to starting treatment. The role of oncology nurses is to make the transition as comfortable as possible, ensuring that you're being well prepared for the day. Chemotherapy has different regimens. Some treatments can be administered daily, two-weekly, three-weekly, etc. It all depends on your diagnosis, the intent of treatment, and the type of drug being administered. You'll be reminded of your appointments to familiarize yourself with the regimen. What to expect on the first day? You'll be seen by the oncologist to discuss the treatment and sign the consent forms. Then you'll be escorted to the treatment room and introduced to the nursing staff. A chair will be allocated to you and an oncology nurse will explain that the medication will be prepared by the pharmacist. Preparation for chemotherapy administration will be done and you'll be prepped for port or drip access. What is a port? It's a device that's placed under the skin of the chest that allows healthcare providers to draw blood and give treatments without the difficulty of looking for a vein. It's inserted by a surgeon in theatre and is an outpatient procedure so you don't need to stay overnight. It's done under general anesthetic and a few days before chemotherapy. The cost is generally covered by medical aids. It can remain in place for weeks, months or even years. Your oncologist will guide you on whether a port would be suitable for you. You'll receive pre-medication such as anti-nausea meds with a corticosteroid, sometimes antihistamines or anti-reflux meds to mitigate side effects. These can be given orally or intravenously. The intravenous line is prepared and primed and will be connected to the chemotherapy line. The infusion is commenced and education given on which treatment is given and why and side effects will be re-emphasized. You'll receive a script for supportive medication and the importance of the medication, how to use it and where to obtain it. It'll all be explained. You'll be monitored throughout and once treatment is completed, you're free to go home, preferably driven by a loved one. 
Another appointment date is given as well as contact numbers in case of emergencies or to discuss any side effects. Be prepared for side effects. Side effects may start on the afternoon of the second day or third day after the first cycle and can range from moderate to severe and can occur at different stages. Note, not all patients experience the same side effects. Common side effects. Nausea. You'll be treated to prevent or lessen the occurrence. Anti-nausea medication will be prescribed and antacid is advised to be used throughout. You may need to alter your diet as certain foods may increase the occurrence of nausea. If the nausea is severe, you must inform your doctor and you may be admitted to hospital or treated as an outpatient by administrating anti-nausea intravenously. Neutropenia. This is when the white blood cells in the body are low. Your white blood cells are responsible for protecting you against infection. These are usually monitored by blood tests before each chemotherapy cycle. If your white blood cells are low, your treatment may be delayed or an injection given to help your white blood cells to recover quicker. It is of utmost importance to report to your doctor or nurse if you have any fever, as it could mean you have an infection. This is termed febrile neutropenia and is an emergency and requires treatment, usually with antibiotics. Hair loss. Not all chemotherapy drugs cause hair loss, so you'll be warned beforehand of the treatment you're getting and the degree of hair loss it will cause. This is often traumatizing, so it's always needed to be informed of how soon it can happen. So you can prepare yourself by shaving your hair before it starts to fall out or to consider investing in a wig. For certain regimens, a cold cap is useful to decrease the amount of hair loss experienced. Hair loss can cause sensitive scalps. A mild shampoo is advised and in severe cases, a cortisone lotion is prescribed. Constipation. This is difficult to manage. Constipation is debilitating and can cause you to feel fatigued and irritable. If you have pre-existing constipation, start immediately with a laxative and adjust your diet and drink plenty of fluids. Fatigue. This is common and cannot often be avoided. You're advised to get enough rest, especially the first four days post-chemotherapy. You shouldn't engage in any vigorous exercise or work. It's advised to have a conversation with your employer to explain your situation to get support and understanding from them. Diarrhea. This is a common side effect and can occur moderately or severe. You're advised to keep anti-diarrhea meds at home and you should monitor the number of stools passed over a 24 to 48 hour period. And if it's not settling with medication, call the nurses, visit a GP or emergency unit. Diet will be discussed to lower the incidence of diarrhea. Mucositis. This is also common and can be problematic if not treated early. Use a mouthwash and ensure regular oral care is carried out. The mouth is one of the easiest points of infection, and if mucositis occurs with a fever and low white cell count, medical intervention will be needed. Oral chemotherapy. This can come in the form of a pill, liquid, or tablet that you swallow or place under the tongue to dissolve. It can also lead to side effects, as mentioned before. You'll be monitored every 21 or 28 days, depending on the schedule, and will be required to do blood tests to monitor your immune system, kidney function, and liver profile. You'll be educated on ingesting medication, and clear instructions should be given on dosages, what to do when doses are missed, and how to store medication. Often tools are given to assist with taking medication, such as blister packs, diaries, and setting reminders on your phone. Targeted Therapy Targeted therapy is a cancer treatment that uses drugs or other substances to precisely identify and attack certain types of cancer cells. 
It can be used by itself or in combination with other treatments such as traditional or standard chemotherapy, surgery or radiation therapy. The treatment usually doesn't have the same side effect profile as chemotherapy. In fact, with some targeted therapy side effects, such as a rash, they're usually an indication that the drug is working. You'll be informed of this. However, we have to monitor these side effects and treat according to the grade or severity. Treatments are usually ongoing or administered as maintenance treatments and used until disease progression or if toxicities are too severe. Immunotherapy. Immunotherapy is usually given intravenously. There are different types of agents, so the intervals between treatments may differ. Immunotherapy is different from chemotherapy as it activates the body's immune system to fight the cancer. The side effects are thus very different. Common side effects include fatigue, skin rash or diarrhea. These are called immune-related side effects and can affect any organ system in the body. It's very important that your oncologist explains what symptoms to look out for as some of them can be life-threatening. Hormone blockers. These are used to block hormones such as progesterone, estrogen and testosterone-driven cancers. They are mostly indicated for breast, prostate and other endometrium cancers and are usually given for long periods of time. Some patients really can't tolerate hormone blockers and they're monitored closely with trial and error done to manage the patient. You'll be monitored every six months and your oncologist can assist you with side effects which can include hot flashes, dry skin, irritability and joint pain. What to bring to chemotherapy? Ice packs. These are useful if you're undergoing intravenous chemotherapy as certain chemotherapy drugs can cause the sensation of pins and needles in the hands and feet. Warm socks and gloves. These can be used in conjunction with the ice packs to help control the pins and needles as well as to keep you warm. Sucking sweets. Chemotherapy can often cause a harsh metallic taste in the mouth. Having something to suck on to eliminate the taste is advised. Lemon and ginger sucking sweets have anti-nausea properties as well. A button-down or zip sweatshirt. Wear comfortable clothes that are easy to take off. Button-down or zip-down if you're using a port. Alternatively, sleeves should be loose to push them up if you're receiving chemotherapy in the arms. Pillows and blankets. A neck or travel pillow to support your neck is advised. Smaller pillows to rest your arm on while receiving chemotherapy or to protect your port from a seatbelt when traveling. A warm, thick blanket provides added comfort while sitting in the chemo chair. Activities. Puzzles, magazines and novels are all some activity ideas to help you pass the time. A metal water bottle. Staying hydrated is imperative during treatment. A metal bottle is more hygienic than plastic as it can be soaked and cleaned in boiling water. If the metal bottle causes a metallic taste, then disposable or recyclable plastic bottles may be a better option. And lip care. Your lips may become dry and cracked during treatment. Survivor's DIY tips for side effects. Tandoor. For nausea, eat ginger sweets and biscuits. For mouth sores, tea tree oil mouthwash, a tongue scraper and toothpaste for sensitive teeth. And for joint pain, use organic castor oil. Yaku. For loss of appetite, drink lots of water and have a nutritional supplement. I would add blueberries and I used almond milk. Agusta. For sore feet, wear shoes with very soft soles. For leg cramps, a magnesium supplement. And for constipation, eat dried fruit. And Jane says for mouth sores, gargle with apple cider vinegar. For pins and needles, take vitamin B supplement tablets. And for fatigue, rest, rest and rest. 
Please note these are not the patient's real names.